My story is my mom was raped when she was 15. My grandparents helped raise me. My mom was always there. She raised me as well. This is my story. This is my song. Christian musician Jason Lovins is our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. Jason's story is a relevant one any day of the year, but especially so right now. It was 43 years ago on January 22nd that the U.S. Supreme Court legalized abortion in the United States with its landmark Roe v. Wade decision. Every year around the anniversary, pro-life groups present Sanctity of Human Life events. They're an effort to bring home the fact that every unborn child is as human and as deserving of life as you and I are. Jason Lovins was born in 1981. That was eight years after the Roe v. Wade decision. So his mom could have legally aborted him, but she didn't. And Jason is here to share his story. GPS. God. People. Stories. Jason Lovins spends most of his weekends through the year on the road as the leader of a group aptly named Jason Lovins Band. They share God's love through music and through the story of God's work in Jason's life. Jason was born and raised in the small town of Canova, West Virginia. His first memory is going to his mom's high school graduation, his mom's high school graduation. When he was three years old, his mom had been raped at the age of 15. So I never had a father figure growing up except for my grandfather, and he was not a believer until actually the age of 70. My grandma prayed for him for 50 years. This godly woman, Grandma Mary Jo Lovins, is very special to Jason, and he is very special to her, always has been. My grandma had enough faith to just make that decision that abortion was not going to be an option for her and her 15-year-old daughter. Growing up without a dad around, let alone knowing that your dad is a rapist, can be tough waters to navigate. Jason's grandma helped him do that. I remember at a very young age, my grandma just instilling in me that, you know what, You don't have an earthly father, but you have a heavenly father who is so much more amazing than you could ever possibly imagine anyway, so you're going to be okay. And I just remember always, as a little kid, just praying to God and just talking to him like he was my dad. And I remember her telling me that, he's your dad. Just talk to him like you would talk to your dad. Our sins and griefs to bear. Jason's relationship with his heavenly dad took an important turn when Jason was eight years old. He was at a church camp in Kentucky. I'll never forget it. I just knew. I grew up in church all my life. My grandma sang in a gospel group, so we were in church a lot. And I just remember our cabin leader asked us one night in the cabin, does anybody want to become a Christian? And I just... Yeah, I do. I remember this plain as day. And he walked me outside, and there was this huge tree right in front of our cabin. And he set me down and just kind of walked me through, prayed the prayer, and remember just my grandparents coming to pick me up that week and just running to him, just so excited to tell him. And from that point 
On through high school, Jason's faith was a steady constant in his life. He said he didn't dive into learning his Bible cover to cover, but he witnessed a simple, practical faith being lived out in front of him every day. I saw that through my grandma and living with her, you know, for a while. And because my mom had to move away to take another job and I ended up staying with my grandparents. But just little everyday things, just simple faith that my grandma had. I can remember her just telling people that, you know what, it's really quite simple. Jesus, you get that figured out, the rest kind of works itself out. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. It was when Jason was at college that he really began growing in his faith and making it his own. I started going to our Baptist Student Union, now it's BCM. But that's where it all happened for me, and and that's where I actually met these guys in the band, and we started this thing, and that's really when the journey just took off for me. So the Jason Lovins Band began when Jason was in college, but music had always been a big part of Jason's life. Because of my traditional roots, I grew up like hardcore Southern gospel music. Like, I didn't really know that any other kind of music existed. I didn't know who Michael W. Smith was until I was in ninth grade and started going to First Baptist Canova, which is the church he grew up in. And he walked in the door one day. I didn't know who he was. And they were like, you don't know who that is. And I'm like, no, I really don't. And then I put two and two together because I knew his pop song, Place in This World. It was a realization that would eventually lead to Jason's musical ministry. As he began to play more contemporary music, more Michael W. Smith style music, He realized it could work with the more traditional music he already knew so well. Just kind of blending those together, and we've been able to go to a lot of churches the past couple years who have really been struggling with the whole music thing, with contemporary and traditional, and just show them that you can have a blended service, and it can work, and it can be done well, and people will enjoy it, old and young. And so the Lord's really had us in that a lot, and so that's, that's been really the neatest thing, just churches that we know that were on the verge of splitting because of music, we've been able to go in and do that. And and we've later heard that those are the things that kind of help them stay together and work through things. So, you know, it's such an honor to be a part of something like that. You know, I told the boys, I, I don't care if I play a huge concert ever again. If we can do that the rest of our life, I'm, I'm set. I, I know I, I've done what I was called to do. Helping churches restore harmony to their music ministries isn't the only kind of healing Jason and the band see happening at their concerts. They see very personal healing begin to happen after Jason shares the story of his mom's rape and her decision not to have an abortion. I mean, amazing things like meeting this 16-year-old girl who we found out had an eight-month-old child. We found out she was raped. She didn't know who the dad was, just like my mom. And sitting down with this little girl and sharing that story with her, I realized all she needed to know was there was somebody else in this world 
who had been through exactly what she had been through and had made it. And that's all she needed to hear, you know. We sang With Mercy Me in our hometown, and I had a lady come up to me. She was in tears, could barely talk to me. All she could get out was thank you. And the girl that was with her, the lady walked away, and the girl that was with her said, her daughter is going through exactly what happened to your mom right now, and they're trying to make the right choices. You know, so just things like that that are so parallel with my mom's story that we could share that story with people and hopefully just change lives. And and, uh, it's been able to do that, and it's been really neat. And the coolest thing about it is I didn't have anything to do with it. I'm just a product, and so it's easy for me to talk about with people. I can tell you hundreds of stories, it seems, at this point about things like that, that just from even my story. This is my story. This is my song. What about your story? What could God do with it? Jason Lovins allowed God to redeem his story, to bring about healing in his life and use his story to help other people. You can ask God to do that for you, however painful or ugly your story might be. Go to BillyGrahamRadio.org and click on Grow Your Faith. That's BillyGrahamRadio.org. In just a minute, Jason lets us in on his grandma's advice for life on the road. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Murder is a sin against God. And you say, oh, but Franklin, you know, come on. You know, I would doubt if there's any murderers in here. Franklin Graham. Abortion. And there are people here tonight who have had abortions. It's murder. And I want you to know, women, listen to me. God will forgive you. And I want you to know something too, men. For you men that have encouraged your girlfriend, or you encouraged your wife, or you encouraged another friend to have an abortion, the blood of that child is on your hands too. You're a murderer. That's right. Tonight you can come to Christ. Tonight you can be forgiven. Tonight you can be cleansed. Tonight you can be made whole. Tonight you can have a new beginning, a new start. But you've got to come to God through Jesus Christ. You can do that tonight. That's from a message Franklin Graham delivered at one of his festivals in Knoxville, Tennessee. Franklin's not holding any festivals this year. Instead, he's crisscrossing the country to hold prayer rallies in every state capital. At each rally, he's challenging Christians to live out their faith at home, in public, and at the ballot box. He's also sharing the gospel. The project is called the Decision America Tour. You can learn all about it, including how you can take part by going to decisionamericatour.org. You know, maybe Franklin Graham's and Jason Lovin's paths will cross at some point in the coming months because Jason's also crisscrossing the country. He and the band spend a lot of time on the road, and that can be hard sometimes, um, missing your family, keeping equipment maintained, the exhaustion. Well, Jason's grandma, Mary Jo Lovins, has given him advice for all kinds of situations in life, including life on the road. So many times she's told me... Um, Man, you just keep your eyes on the Lord and you keep doing what you know you're called to do and He will work it out. And and He really has. I mean, He's never failed me. And God will never fail you. 
We want to thank Jason Lovins for sharing his story and some of his music with us on this episode of GPS. Jason's story is a reminder that people are precious to God, both before and after they're born. We post a new episode of GPS every Wednesday. We put it up on our website, billygramradio.org, and on our podcast platforms. Those are iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Then we usually share the episode the next day on Facebook. And speaking of Facebook, you can find us there by searching for Billy Graham Radio. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news.